Welcome to the Top Gun Minute. It's your daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and lock them up one radar buzzing minute at a time. I'm your pilot, Brian Boucher, call sign Kaboom. I'm your Rio, Roger Cooter Wistar. And our loyal wingman, Travis Bow, call sign Wing Sauce, is flying with us again. Hey, let's get saucy. You better stay with us, Travis, better than Maverick stays with Cougar in this minute, because <laughs> this is really where things start to kind of go off the rail. I'm going to go over here real quick. Typical hey, Travis. Get back here. I said you were a loyal wingman. <laughs> I'm as loyal as Maverick. Uh, that's some. <coughs> these, are, these are some tough minutes to review because it's so easy to get sucked into to watching this. And uh, oh, I was watching it like five seconds at a time <laughs> and then have to go back and rewatch yeah. the five seconds. Tell us about this minute, Brian. All right, minute eight. It begins with Stinger wondering about the range again. And it ends with Stinger ordering Cougar to not fire until fired upon. Ooh. There's a lot of quality mm. Stinger in this minute. I have, mm. I, have, I have many things in my notes about the things that we learned from Stinger. Uh, and since I have kind of appointed myself to be our fighter pilot terminology guy, I enjoy the fact that this, this is the first minute where they uh, reference the Alert 5 aircraft. Did you yeah. all notice that? Yeah, what yep. is that Alert 5? So I didn't know what that meant. Um, so I looked it up. Apparently what that means is that there, I'm assuming there's a pair. So there's a pair of jets on the flight deck that has to be ready to leave in five minutes or less. Like when, when Stinger gives the order, these guys have to be ready to go. According to my notes, generally speaking, if you're in one of the alert five aircraft, you have to be seated in your cockpit at all times. I've heard that they can be expected to be in that state of readiness for up up to 24 hours 24 hours i think that's what i said what, straight like 18 to i mean it, depending on the threat level god i i hope they swap them out like at least every 12 hours yeah i don't know if that literally yeah. means they're sitting in the in the cockpit for 24 hours or i don't know yeah when i, I may have i may have interpreted it that uh, would be some cramping yeah. yeah when i was in the military you know we played uh we had our war exercises and yeah it was it's basically like that it's it's like a 12-hour shift and then, you know, you get, you'd swap out, you know, cause you, you don't want a, a pilot to be awake for 24 hours and then all of a sudden they got to go out on a maneuver. Yeah. 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 You, you don't want to be in the alert five aircraft that gets launched after the, on the 23rd hour. Right. Yeah. Alert like a, is probably the key word here. It's like an, an ER doctor working at the, at the very end of their 12 hour shift. So let me ask you all a question. If you had to choose, would you rather be Cougar in this minute? Or one of the pilots sitting in his Alert Five aircraft. <laughs> I think being back at back at base seems pretty yeah. good right now, right? But See, it, you're in the military. That's your job. You, yeah, you, you are. You are there to protect us. These fighter pilots are gung ho. When it's time to do their job, they are on the mark. They are well, that, ready. That's why I would much rather be Cougar. <laughs> like I hate to wait. Like when it's time <laughs> to leave for vacation or something. As soon as my bags are packed. I want to leave. I don't care if we're supposed to leave in a half an hour. I want to leave now. I would. I would not want to be this person sitting there on the on the flight deck, just waiting to potentially get lost. It says they got their airspeed at three hundred. Go get them, man. They went from a, or nine hundred knots, three hundred, pretty quickly. 
Well, is 900 knots the speed of the F-14s or was that the speed of the incoming MiG? I was thinking it was the speed because they said it twice that they had 900 knots closure. Oh, okay. So if if it, if it was the distance between them, it would be getting shorter and shorter and shorter all really fast. Right. And going like we talked about last week, that would only take a few seconds to go that, that distance. Well, these know? guys have yeah. slowed down. I mean, they've yeah. opened up their wings. We know that that makes them go slower. Presumably yeah. that makes you more maneuverable, I think is mm. why they do that. I think with the wings closed when you're in that, when the plane is shaped like a triangle, I think able to go faster, wouldn't that make them more I don't know, easy to, to bank sharply and, and, and do things like that? I have yeah. no idea. No, yeah. Me neither. Um, I, I, for me, like, like, like I said a minute ago, uh, getting kind of sucked into just watching this, I, I think it really says something about what Tony Scott and, and, and crew were able to do and do so well because you you know get sucked into this these planes maneuvering and just doing like there's no way to fake this you know this isn't like star wars where they're using models and they're you know they're replicating a dogfight you know with small models and and things like that you know they're using the real machines they're they're really doing this stuff and it's just really impressive yeah there was no CGI back in 1985. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, and you can tell that they're not using, you know, models with uh, blue screen, you know, or any tricks like that. So, 100%. I do have a question though. So, I mean, this is so minute eight, this is missile lock minute. Mm, and this yeah. will be, this will be the first time where we get to see the missile lock game where you see mm. that kind of that red. Is it green and then it turns red or it's yeah. red? and yes. then tur- So it's green. It sort of floats around. It's a little bit like the, the heads up display in the Millennium Falcon. But yeah. basically, if you can somehow magically line up your crosshairs over the target, it turns red. And then you know that you can that you have missile lock. So my question is, is that a real thing or is that <laughs> something that they just invented for this movie? I had the same question. Well, I know the, the buzzing sound is for real. Mm. That ee- yeah. Okay, but how missile do you know lock. when you have missile lock? Do these guys really have yeah. like a HUD that shows them where their targeting is compared to the enemy plane? Yes, but it does not look like what we see in the movie. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that it's like it just looked like a a movie screen or a TV screen with you know you can, you can actually see the plane. All they have is like an actual like a a radar that's kind of like the heads up display in Star Wars, like you were talking about. You know, it looks like a an old Atari game. I think I think you can see it actually in um, you can at in uh, eighteen second eighteen okay yeah yeah so you I see, assume you see that's the whole what he's, instrument panel yeah that's like that's what Maverick is actually looking at but then they visualize it for us you know with the live action you know the, the full field of view with the the little green bullseye on it yeah don't get me wrong I mean I think it's one of the one of my favorite things in the oh, movie yeah. I think you know i'm agreeing with you travis i think i think that gimmick is one of the things that really helps people like us that are not actually in the navy like understand what's happening and helps us digest these scenes like that it certainly helped me be a whole lot better at that nintendo game when i was playing it as a kid yeah. <laughs> like i know yeah. that that's what i need to do but i mean basically what this minute communicates to us is that there's sort of an unspoken like law of the air between enemy fighter pilots that if I can get missile lock on you, you lose. Yeah. They're and playing you tag. Have, yeah. You have basically, yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Do we think that's a real? Thing? No, I know for real. It's not. 
it seems yeah. to me awfully risky. I mean, I, yeah. I I know that technically in order to fire the missile, it seems like you have to like flick a safety switch off on your control yoke before you can actually push the button. I don't even know if that's a real thing, but like, it seems like putting somebody else on missile lock is an incredibly aggressive thing. So you're saying that they would probably not be doing this. No, they're, they just want to find out who they are and let them know that, hey, you're in our area, you need to get out. You know, yeah, so this, this seems so, like, let, like let, flexing, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. It's a big flex. But it does seem like both sets of pilots in this engagement, they clearly know the rules. Mm. Like yeah. both of them know what they're trying to do and what happens if you get missile lock. Well, and they both from their respective, you know, leaders probably both have, you know, the no one wants to start a war. You know, this this doesn't need to become an in- international incident. You know, no one wants to shoot down an enemy plane for no reason they're just both trying to mark their territory you know and by you know maverick just happened to get the get into the right position and was able to get this guy in a position where he was able to let him know with that that uh, missile lock like hey i could you know that's why i have my notes he's being really playful but not really well, he's being as playful as the enemy MIGPUD. So one yeah. of the things I have down in my notes is like, why is Cougar so surprised that the enemy MIG pilot is um, trying to get missile lock? Like, we're all playing the same game. And he seems incredibly offended that the other pilot, like he, the other pilot is doing to him what yeah. Maverick just did to his wing. He might not be used. Cougar's used to being in the same position Maverick is in. He's used to being the one targeting the enemy planes. You know, if, if he has gone up against a lot of other uh, planes and been in this situation before, he's probably been in the you know the better position of of locking on to his enemy and scaring him away. He's not used to being on the other side, and I think that goes to what we'll learn in you know about half an hour. Like these MIGs are new, they're fast, they're scary, you know, and this is like the first time going up against them, so he's not used to it. And like I said. And like he'll say next week, he's hanging on too tight. I think maybe Cougar, the position that Cougar is used to being is being in the simulator. Mm. I mean, maybe yeah. this is a hot take, but maybe most of his uh, actual flight training uh, and engagement is like, um, you know, simulated. I want to talk about that instrument panel that we see at that 18 second mark. Oh, please do. I have one note about this, but you go ahead. first. Yeah. Well, I, we've already talked about that, the radar screen a little bit. I didn't notice Maverick's watch. Well, that will kind of come into play later and he's he's turning some weird knob trying to dial in his uh <laughs> dial in the radar yeah which i i thought was kind it's of the same weird thing the tie fighter pilots do i was just yeah. gonna say that he right. went to tie exactly. fighter school. if you twist the little knob on your yoke it moves the little re- targeting reticle until you can actually blow somebody up and, and then i did also notice the red and white pokemon ball and it's kept spinning it's like it was it was on the ready to go oh, catch them all yeah. I have one more note about the instrument panel. All right. I'm not, I I, I don't want to become that guy on this podcast in terms of continuity, but we were talking about before about how apparently these guys are supposed to engage at Angels 10. If you look really closely though, isn't, can't we see the altimeter in this, in this minute? Yeah. Right there on the, on the left side. Okay. Again, I've never flown a Navy Uh, fighter jet, but it would appear that Maverick is cruising at approximately 31,000 feet. That's what I saw too. Okay. Well, like some like in in some shots they're above the clouds, some shots they're you know right above the ocean. So 
right above he's the water. Only, yeah. He's only missed Angels 10 by 21. <laughs> and again, I don't care. This minute is great. No, yeah. This minute yeah. has some really great dogfighting. Yeah. And then uh, Maverick locks up that Mig and says, bingo. Yay, you got him. I, I don't want to step on your toes there, Cooter, but Navy lingo, bingo, means low fuel. <laughs> so I'm, well, I'm wondering he's if that, not lying uh, i mean is that some it's not low fuel yet is that foreshadowing that's a good uh, point i hadn't thought of that or he got a playing card in front of him you know he got five in a row <laughs> uh, is, is that number is that the fifth mig he's got i mean it might not have been mig 28 so it might have been a different number a mig 17 or whatever is it possible i know that you see this sometimes in some movies do these guys when they actually get a kill do they get to like stamp the side of their plane I don't know. I don't think so. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah you, the little, you, the little dash mark, glyph on the side. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, oh, like you see in uh, Hot Shots, something like that. <laughs> the other spiritual successor to right. I have a question yeah. about. Uh, I think it's Cougar that he calls out to Mustang. Uh, I think he says Mustang. This is Ghost Rider, and so Mustang is the Enterprise. Like the Enterprise itself has a nickname. Yes. Yes. Okay. And Ghost Rider is the... Cougar and and Merlin, right? No, Ghost Rider yeah. is actually the squadron that both Cougar and Maverick are part of. Uh, okay, yeah. okay. I yeah. wondered why Maverick never says like I, I thought Ghost Rider was Cougar and Merlin, and then Maverick and Goose had a you know I don't know their own nickname for their their plane. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I. I... I was thinking about that. It's kind of towards the end of the minute, but uh, you know, when Cougar is freaking out and he says, "Mustang, this is Ghost Rider one one seven. This bogey's all over me. He's got missile lock on me. Do I have permission to fire?" Uh, I know we didn't we didn't mention this. I forgot to mention it in my notes from uh the other day. But when they first went out and they were calling in that they had found some bogeys, he was Ghost Rider two o three. Okay. Yeah, I think now, the side of his plane says 203. Yeah, yeah, that's the 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 ghost rider is his 203 is his number. Yeah. And Mavericks is 114. Right. So oh. where does this 117 come from? Maybe an early draft. <laughs> maybe maybe Cougar is just a little flustered. I'm going to give I'm going to give Cougar some credit at the end of this minute. By the end of this minute, the enemy MiG is in fact all over him. Oh yes. Um I think it's so one of the things that got me thinking at the end of this minute is, you know, so he's freaking out. He's asking if he can engage. It must be so stressful. You see this a lot also on like submarine movies. Um, but just this notion that like you are within lethal killing distance, both to kill and be killed of your enemy. And you're not allowed to fire. Like mm. that seems way more stressful than actually being in a situation where you could fire your missile. I don't know. That's just the way it seems to me. What do you all think? Oh, I'd be scared shitless. Yeah. Yeah. And to hear that tone, you know, I, I can't imagine. Yeah. Is this the minute where we get tone? For... Oh, maybe it's next minute. I think it might be the next one, but you're right. Right. Yeah. It's funny. The only other minute, the only other note I have for this minute, missile lock on Cougar now, you know, Merlin's yelling at him to get away from this guy. Hmm. But they have radios, right? <laughs> Didn't they just hear Maverick on the radio? I wonder about the the radio communication uh, yeah. a bit a bit later, but yeah, that's yeah. some really that's some really good information coming from your Rio. 
get away from this guy. Thanks yeah. a lot. How about yeah. giving me some information that I can use? Like maybe come left to zero three zero and right. escape. Yeah. Yeah. Cause earlier, you know, when Maverick and goose were out, they locked up the MIG and they bugged out and went home. You know, they did not hear that, that, Hey, we took care of this guy. Don't worry about this guy. Cause you know, we're going to find out, you know, he's had this, you know, you've been hearing this tone on it, on you, you're, been dead by now you know maybe you should have took his annex earlier <laughs> you know? i think but it's I mean, funny that uh the stinger says you know tells cougar not to fire until he's fired or pawn and it's like what if it's too late you know like assuming he sur- yeah. survives the uh the initial firing i mean we are going to see in a later minute that it is possible to dodge an air-to-air missile it's not easy yeah. but it is yeah. possible but then Cougar's asking how can I do I have permission to fire? I mean, yeah. Okay. The plane that jets behind you. Right. How are you gonna shoot behind you? Those missiles, you know, and you're that close. I mean, that they are very close. Yeah, it seems like if you have a plan to get you to to switch positions, wouldn't you have tried that already by now? Well, right. not everybody knows the patented hit the brakes right. and he'll fly around by a minute. Spoilers. All right, well, that's all the notes I have. That's all I've got too. I'm good. All right. Well, Travis, uh, won't you, uh, I know you, you said something about, you know, your dad being on a aircraft carrier and stuff, but yeah, but, uh, what's, what's your story with Top Gun? Like, do you remember when you first saw it or I, I don't because I, I grew up with this movie, you know, it came out in 86. I was born in 83. So, uh, but it was always just on, it felt like it was always on at home. Um, this was in heavy rotation, stuff like Days of Thunder. We were a big Tom Cruise, you know, household back then. Uh, um, so I mean, I just, I, I really just grew up with this movie. Um, yeah, I just, I love this movie. It's, it's, this is a warm blanket for me. Travis, what is your favorite Tom Cruise? Oh man, um, this one is up there. I really like Days of Thunder as well. Um, I, I would say Top Gun. I'm a Tom Cruise fan. I mean, the guy makes fun movies. So, so hopefully that uh, the sequel coming out, you know, maybe that'll change it. Yeah, maybe. All right. So uh, come back tomorrow and be flying around in the sky again. Maybe we can get rid of this other bogey. Ghost Rider, this is Kaboon requesting you to like and subscribe and share with your friends. If you could, please rate and review me on your favorite podcasting apps. You can continue the discussion on Facebook at Top Gun Minute Listener School. Find us on Twitter at Top Gun Minute Pod. Send your emails to me at topgunminutepod at gmail.com. You can find us and all your other favorite movies done in this format at moviesbyminutes.com. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, this episode pattern is full. <laughs>